So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Creepy is proud to be a part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This podcast and the 31 Days of Horror is made possible thanks to our patrons. So please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons, John and Miss Small Town Horror. Sorry, I'm not familiar with the reference. Howie, Danny Lee, Mel Cloud, Society of Other Histories, Don't Look, Zach in Kansas City, Bonnie Matt, Spaghetti the Already Dead Yeti, Heather Bruins, and Morgan Wamba. Our patrons make this show possible. So for all of October 2019, new patrons at the $5 and above level get, in addition to the regular rewards, a limited edition creepy podcast refrigerator magnet. So for $5, you get the shout out, early commercial free access to all new episodes and past episodes, immediate access to over 400 Patreon exclusive episodes, and the limited edition creepy fridge magnet. If you'd like to see how you can support this podcast and get rewards on top of rewards for doing so, please check out patreon.com slash creepypod. In this Halloween season, make sure to check out the rest of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network, including the Boo Crew for interviews with your favorite horror stars, SCP Archives for weekly full-cast productions of the most popular and horrifying stories from the SCP Foundation, and Horror Queers, featuring horror commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. Find us at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcast network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, give them a good review. No one podcasts alone. Now. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 11 Year of the Clown Written by Bunny B03 And narrated by Nate Dufort You should really pay attention to the things your kids watch on TV. I remember the first time I was snapped from my cartoon-laced illusion. I lost a part of my childlike innocence that day that helped shape my views of the world forever. My older sister and I were watching television like we did every evening before bed. It was the early 90s. I was barely six years old. My sister was almost nine special report from Illinois popped up on the TV showing a large man. He wore a sinister grin that was exaggerated by a smear of red makeup. Blue triangles took up most of the area around his eyes. The rest of his face, white, like cold cream. 
His suit was complicated. A strange clown suit. Half of it a solid red. The other half red and white striped. A frilly red and white collar puffed from under his second chin. A white gloved hand was raised in a frozen wave. The newscaster said the man had been arrested for taking the lives of 33 young boys. We live nowhere near Illinois, but my young mind didn't understand that. I barely was able to understand or process what I was hearing. All I knew was that one hour ago, I liked clowns. After seeing this, I was terrified, especially being a young boy myself. I can't remember this next part, but it was talked about so much by family members over the years that I almost feel like I do. Six-year-old me burst into hysterics. I was heard throughout the house wailing to my sister. But Bubby, I thought all clowns were nice. It was an hour before I was able to be calmed. My dad sat me down, got out his map of the United States, and showed me how far from Illinois we were. When that didn't work, he explained to me that they'd caught him and locked him away. The world was safe from him forever. I couldn't understand why anyone would want to hurt children, let alone a clown. Clowns were supposed to bring joy, happiness, laughter, not hunt down boys and stack their bodies underneath his house. My father distracted me with something normally forbidden for bedtime. Ice cream. My childhood innocence and mirth slowly returned with each syrup-drizzled bite, but only a percentage. Before long, my dad was able to get me to fall asleep. Part of me knew it still bothered me. I just couldn't figure out why. Flash forward, decades later. I'm divorced with a 15-year-old son of my own that my ex Rachel and I share custody of. I still absolutely hate clowns. Last Christmas, Rachel sent me a wind-up clown figurine. Special fuck you for the holiday season. I tried to be the bigger person, however, I couldn't help but send a thank you card in response. It contained only five words. Thanks for the excellent gift. If that wasn't bad enough, the new year brought a new trend. News reports all over the United States are appearing left and right about, of all things, clown sightings. It's quickly becoming known as the Year of the Clown. They're popping up everywhere. Schools, supermarket parking lots, forests, backyards, etc. Some stood there harmlessly, but there were others with far more serious intentions. A part of my subconscious reverts to the age of six every time a new sighting is announced. It's too jumpy to conceal and carry, so 
I always keep a knife on me, just in case. I figure it's only a matter of time before one pops up where we live. If I ever do encounter one, hopefully it just stands there like a creep. It's a juvenile event for sure, but one that seems to unnerve the whole country. Halloween's barely seven short months away. Brody will be 16 by then and too old for trick-or-treating. I still can't help but worry about the upcoming holiday. He'll most likely want to go out with friends and I'd stopped accompanying when he was 11. If the clown shit didn't let up, I'd have to keep him home this year. I'd rather have him be pissed off at me than in danger or worse. Dead. The trend intensifies, spreading worldwide now instead of just being limited to the U.S. The week before Halloween has rapidly approached, and I'm arguing with Brody about wanting to go out. After telling him for the tenth time how I won't change my mind, even though it hurts me to say, he charges off to his room and slams the door. The moment it closes, I hear a torrent of furious swears of complaint from within his room. Later, I feel bad about what had happened and go to his room to end the night on a better note. The space under the door shows the glow of his bedroom light, signaling that he's still awake. After a quick knock, I turn the knob and open the door. Within the hoarder's hell that is his room, I finally locate a Brody-shaped bundle underneath the covers in his bed. He must have dozed off with the light on. Not wanting to disturb him, I turn off the light and shut the door. Hello, Bill Band here from the All 80s Movies Podcast to tell you about Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get your 50% off today. I wash the dinner dishes and turn off the kitchen light before attempting to head to bed myself. Hover over the sink and look out the window. Let my hands air dry. The blood in my veins chills as I notice something out of place in my periphery. A motionless figure stands out against the blowing branches of the trees at the edge of the woods. A clown with electric green hair and red makeup on a white face. I clench my eyes shut and slam my hands on the ledge of the sink, 
to try and wake myself from the nightmare before me. When I open my eyes again, no one's there. I blame it on exhaustion. It's easier to accept than the truth and just go to bed. Clowns chase me through my dreams till the morning. The morning greets me with sweaty disdain. I awake disoriented and more tired than I was before I went to sleep. After making sure Brody is set to go to his mother's house for the weekend, I head off to work. It's an uneventful work day, just how I like it. There's a gas station less than two miles from my house, so I stop to get some beer and L&Ms. The cashier tells me to have a good night and be careful. I nod in response and open the door to leave. The sun starts to set early this time of year. When I walk into the parking lot, the clear blue sky is already replaced with a pink and orange sunset. My car turns the last corner before home and there it stands. The green-haired clown. He stands off in the woods, staring at me. A white-gloved hand creeps up to wave and freezes, just like the clown from the 90s news report. My mind instantly takes me back there and I struggle to keep the car on the road. It's difficult to perform such an adult task while reverting to such a childish emotional state. When I look in my rearview mirror, the clown is still at the edge of the woods, but is walking the same direction that I'm driving. What's the point of all this? There are hundreds of people nearby to harass. Why choose me? I pull into the garage as quickly as I can and hit the button to lower the door. I hold my breath until I hear it close behind me. I run inside and quickly call the police. After the operator takes my information, she tells me there'd been several clown reports lately, but so far, they've been harmless. She assures me they'll investigate it before hanging up the phone. My mind races. I run through the house, checking all the doors and windows to make sure they're locked. The woods at the edge of my yard look no different than they do any other night. The assumptions made that the police are on their way to check the neighborhood, so I start to relax a little with the help of a beer or two. Four beers in, and it's cigarette time. Even though Brody's not with me this weekend, I still go to the garage to smoke. Because of me coming out here to smoke, my garage has become a place of comfort and relaxation to me. I sit on the steps and listen to the crackle of the tobacco taking flame. I've been smoking since I was 14. It's been the longest commitment of my entire life. I love everything about it, having only stopped once when Rachel was pregnant with Brody. I catch myself humming a tune that I'm not too sure of. Halfway through my cigarette, a sound rings through the acoustics of the garage that doesn't belong. The click of a car door handle slices through the silence like a katana. There's barely any time to move or react. 
tufts of erratic electric green hair poke out through the top of the door as the figure stands to get out of the car. He walks towards me. He's cocking his head to one side, then the other, like a dog, sizing me up. He's cornering me in the direction leading away from the door leading inside. This is bad. What do you want? I shout at him. No answer. I take out my wallet and throw money at him. Here, just take this and go the fuck away, please. Again, no answer. And he's closer to me now than ever. There's not much room left behind me until I'm backed into a corner. And I have limited options. He stops about four feet away from me, reaches into his clown suit, and pulls out a gun. Terror invades my skin like dry ice, burning me yet chilling my bones at the same time. Before he has time to shoot, I rush him with my knife. I'm able to tack him to the ground, and the gun falls from his hand. Something about the way the gun sounds when it falls bothers me. I see a rush of red spread onto the floor beneath us. That doesn't make sense. gun didn't go off. No one's been shot. Realizing that it can only be one other option, I pull away from the figure in the clown suit. My knife is sliced clean through his chest, almost directly where his heart is. I can't feel for a wrist pulse through all the frills on the cuffs of the clown suit. So I have to remove his mask to check his neck. Lots of emotions hit me at once. Each one more heart-shattering than the one before. I scream. I sob. I claw at my face with lunacy at the horrific situation. Laying in front of me as a teenage boy. There's no pulse to be found because there's no life in his body. I've taken that away. The gun he pulled was a too realistic water pistol. I hug his blonde hair to my chest and I stroke his lifeless face. The police will be here soon. I want you all to know how it happened before they take me away and everyone makes their own assumptions. I've always done my best to make sure to be a good father. The saying goes that a parent should never have to bury their child. Can you imagine how I feel? Being the one that actually killed theirs. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com. 
All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. <laughs> Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was at 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.